Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this is the Always the Critic podcast where a couple of friends review the latest movies, except we literally have zero qualifications to do so. Jessica, we're back after our Thanksgiving break. We are yeah. officially in the holidays. We are officially in the holiday season. Is your tree up? Uh, we put it up today. Oh, damn. We were supposed to do it today, and then I took a three-hour nap while watching Dune, and <laughs> and I woke up and was like, doing something else and i was like what why don't we do it tomorrow so we're gonna do it tomorrow night I but i wanted to put it up watching dune well i didn't no watch no you didn't do no, i you saw the back of my eyelids yeah no <laughs> uh <laughs> but i wanted to put up the christmas tree in october too soon no not too, too soon, soon. Way too soon. My sister shut me down. Then Good. November came. November came and I was like, hey, let's put up this tree. I want to see Christmas. And she was like, no, it's too early. And she shut me down again. Good. Then today she put on, uh, after Dune finished and I was like doing my other stuff, she put on the fireplace mm-hmm. thing on Netflix. Yeah. That like crackling fireplace. Uh, and she was like, are we going to do this? And she was like rushing me. And I was like, no, 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 no. Uh, now you're rushing me to put up the tr- Christmas tree when I'm in the middle of something like let's postpone rain check for tomorrow. So that's yeah. what's happening. Well, I got to give props to your sister for no don't holding holding don't. steady, <laughs> holding steady. Um, I usually am one to not listen to Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Oh, I was um, lessened, but I, I I did give in like a few days before. Ah, so, okay. Yeah, no, I I was not doing as soon as November started. No. Oh, yeah, I was. I mean, I will listen to Christmas music at any point in the year. It does not matter. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'll be like, it's, I don't know, August. And I feel like listening to Christmas music, I'll do it. And I I was notorious for this at the, uh, where I used to work. Fridays were casual Fridays. And Mm -hmm. I would come in wearing my green happy holla days. Holla. Oh, holla. Holla. H-O-L-L-A. Happy holidays ugly sweater with like a santa on it and it was like a i'm telling you it was not like hunter green like a deep green i'm telling you it was like bright green right with a the giant santa on the front see during yeah Christmas. and i was i unapologetically wore that like year round and people would always comment on it i'd come in on a friday i'd have my ho- chill holidays happy holidays sweater on and they'd be like what are you doing with that sweater on it's april and i'm like your point (laughs) i am full of christmas cheer evidently and i don't i don't give a crap if you don't feel it if it's not the time for it if it's too early too late whatever i don't care so surprising that i have no tree up and you do right now i know very surprising Mm -hmm. Uh, speaking of the christmas season uh (laughs) we are here to talk about the newest release in theaters yeah. Uh, but before we get into it, uh, if this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe to your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. And if you do like us, go ahead and give us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars goes a long way for us. Come and check us out on social media to say hi and stay up to date on our latest episodes and reviews. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Always Critic Pod. And lastly, if you're a fan, please consider becoming a patron. It is such a great way for you to get involved and show your support. You can check out the page on patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. And thank you to our patrons, Janet, Curtis, Bale, Cindy, and CD. Perfect. Now, today, 
Uh, there were two holiday movies that came out around this time. We right, watched and we one had, of them. Yes, we were initially going to do a double feature and wa- have a review for both of them. But then I never got around to watching... The other movie was Spirited. Right. Neither with did Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Never got around to watching. I think it was like an Apple Yeah, it was movie. Apple TV. And I Apple had TV. It. I had ha- And you TV. have Apple TV. Yeah, I, I don't. Got to it. And I still never got around to watching it. So I just thought, I mean, we just thought, let's go full send on Violent Night. Violent Night. So That's Jessica, right. tell us what this movie's about. Okay. IMDb synopsis reads, when a group of mercenaries attack the estate of a wealthy family, Santa Claus must help, must step in to save the day and Christmas. Yes. And that's it. That's all yeah, there that's, is to that's it. That's the synopsis. Pretty straightforward if you watch the yeah. movie. Uh, the movie is directed by Tommy Wirkola, written by Pat Casey and John Miller, and it stars David Harbour as Santa Claus. And then in the movie, we have uh, quite a cast of characters. John Leguizamo uh, plays Scrooge. Uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Scrooge. Uh, then we have Alex Hassel as uh, Jason Lightstone. Uh, filling out the cast, I'll just go by their names. Alexis Louder, Eddie Patterson, Cam Gigandet. No, no. No? You Cam Gigandy. Cam Gigandy. 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 I oh, swear to God, that's what it is. The T's silent at the end. Yeah, and oh. I know because he was in Twilight. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Okay. Uh, Leah Brady, uh, Brendan Fletcher, Alexander Elliott, and Beverly D'Angelo. So this movie, uh, how did it do with critics and box office? It made 13.3. Oh, wait, critics and box office? Okay, got you. Both. $13.3 million domestic and $20.4 million worldwide. That's good for second place behind... Wakanda forever. Yep. I think, what is that, 18 million for Wakanda? This past weekend, yeah. This past weekend. Yeah. And then the Rotten Tomatoes for Violent Night, 71% critic score. That's pretty high for one of these Christmas movies that Just comes out. It's like Christmas no movies. legacy for it. And yeah, 89% audience score. Audiences loved it. Yeah, they did. This is the critics' consensus. Violent Night isn't as wildly entertaining as its concept might suggest, but for those seeking harder-edged holiday fare, it, it may be a whole, whole lot of fun. <laughs> whole lot of fun. Okay. All right, we're at the end of it. What did you think? Uh, I enjoyed Night? the silliness of the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, that is the one thing that I got to give it. This movie is silly. There are puns galore oh my god the puns were great uh the violence (laughs) is over the top yeah very Um, gory yeah there are some great moments just in how like over the top it gets uh i like that the movie does try to be earnest but at the same time yes (laughs) like hardcore violent which is just so funny to me it's a weird tone but i think it nails it it, yeah, it's, I, it's weird how it it's nails a it. Very yeah. weird tone. Yeah, I, I don't know how else to explain it. It worked that. though. It did. It did work. Yeah. Uh, so I got it. I got to give it up to uh, this. It, it's going to be one of those cult movies that people go For back sure. and visit. Yeah. Um, just to hear David Harbor, you know, 
hear him say like these weird puns and um <laughs> i love the the aspect of the character of santa claus being oh. over christmas oh yeah yeah being so jaded by the entire thing he's got i mean he's in the middle of an existential crisis yeah he is and it's i'm living for it i think it's fabulous yeah to it's, have it's, david harbour play first of all to have david harbour play harbour play santa claus period yes great idea great Fantastic. great idea <laughs> and then he brings his david harborness to this jaded santa claus and it's the santa i had no idea he was playing the santa claus when i walked into the theater right because i think you and i kind of had the idea of like maybe he's like a mall santa or yeah. something along those lines no, no, no. No, no, no. It's the Santa Claus. Like the real Santa Claus. The real deal. <laughs> and that really threw me for a loop. I know. Because I honestly, because the trailer did you that get, I like, saw. So the reveal worked for you. Yeah, it did. That he was Santa. That he was really Santa. Yeah. I was not expecting that because uh, the, the trailer that you see, um, I saw one trailer for this movie. Okay. It was ahead of, I think, Wakanda Forever. But it was like one of those short 30-second trailers. And so you see David Harbour in the Santa suit. In the getup, yeah. And he's like fighting people and he's bloody. <laughs> yeah. And like he like has a, a catchphrase at the end. Like he like says something like, Santa Claus is coming to town. Yes, that's what he says in the movie. And he says it in the movie. So I yeah, thought, yeah. oh, okay, so maybe it's this guy who likes dressing up as Santa. <laughs> and like he gets stuck in this like you know yeah. saving some like maybe his own family or something like that That's right, what I right, right right yeah yeah i was not ready for hey this is the real santa claus yes who gets stuck at this house and then has to save the day it's die hard but with santa it's die hard with santa you are so <laughs> right great. about that i loved it. it oh and there's so many aspects of this movie that it has so like it has you know, the jaded man who's being, you know, who's being bought, brought back into, you know, what finding his true love for yes. his or his passion his once passion. again. Uh, yeah. Then you have uh, nods and, you know, pastiches to other Christmas movies, one in particular, uh, and that would be Home Alone. Home Alone plays a big part in, in this movie. Um, I love the the details of like some of the characters being named like you know Frosty, Scrooge, <laughs> oh all the code names, yeah. Like, all the all the mercenaries had like the Christmas names, which were yeah. which was a nice, uh, fun little thing. Uh, overall, I just enjoyed the movie. There are some moments where like certain like bloody aspects happen. I'm just like oof. That's like, a lot. I, like I turn away and I'm just like, wow, that was that was a big one. Um, but shout out to them for making a movie and just releasing it. It didn't really have that big of a marketing campaign. No. Into it. This was barely a marketing campaign no. to me. And it never I never occurred to me that my theater would be packed. Oh, yours was, was your theater. Mine was packed. Did, mine was your theater packed? Had a decent amount of people. I wouldn't say it was fully packed, but oh, OK, I got a story. Oh, shit, go. So our theater had a drunk woman in it, <gasps> a loud drunk woman. Oh, my God. I haven't had a drunk in my theater in so long. Yeah. And to the point that they escorted her out. Shut up. Yes, they did. 
Oh my god! Yeah, so like how she, entertaining? Okay, Did so, they stop the movie? Like, tell no, me no, the no. details. What was she doing? So she walked in like during the tra- trailers, and she was already being loud there. Oh no! Like she came into the theater like yelling out, "Tony!" What? Like just yelling out, looking <laughs> this for is someone in her party yeah, looking for Tony who was already like sitting down, and she oh. was like, "Tony!" Was Tony like, embarrassed? Yelled out. No, just like. Over Daniel's here. like here. And of Same course, shit every like, day. I know, right? What and is this, Sunday afternoon and she's yeah. drunk as a skunk yeah, in she's the AMC? Drunk. And oh then my God. during trailers, like she's like talking really loud to her okay. next okay. person next to her. I'm, I'm okay with it because it's trailers, whatever. So finally, the movie's <laughs> like just starting, right? Like the, the, the Universal logo uh, and somebody from behind me is like, all right, be quiet now. They told her to be quiet. Yeah, they told her to be quiet. But okay. then throughout the movie, she's still being pretty loud. Oh, she's just obnoxious. Obnoxious. And like Ugh. she'll like say like full on sentences really loud to the person next to her and everything. Oh, my God. To the point where at one point, I think it was like a couple people from her to her left mm-hmm. uh, said, hey, shut the F up. <gasps> and then like Tony, I guess. Was like defending hey, don't, her. Don't talk to her that way. And then, like, you could hear, like, then shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, like, we have, uh, you know, ushers. Someone from called AMC somebody. Come in, and did they stop the movie? Of, no, they didn't stop the movie. What? So two of the ushers came. Two ushers came down, started talking to her, and or escorted her out of the movie. Oh my Atlanta! Yeah, dude. Oh man. Like we were laughing because we were like we couldn't believe this it. is the this is the perfect movie to have a drunk lady yeah. get escorted out of. Like yeah, it's not like I don't know Parasite or Arrival or oh, something God. like no, you know I I'd be I pissed. Been so mad at, but, yeah, but, but this, this is like you know. <laughs> yeah, this perfect. <laughs> this tracks. This tracks completely. Like a drunk as fuck Same Santa, and then always. this lady getting escorted out because she's yeah. drunk too. Oh, man. It was hilarious. hilarious. I love to hear it. I mean, I don't love to hear it because right, ultimately, but... like, it ruined the movie experience. And this poor lady got like drunk in public, and like, it. First of all, you're watching it at Disney Springs. Yeah, that that's a problem. So she's drunk at Disney. Yeah, yeah pretty much. And so obnoxious, they have to escort her out of the movie theater. Exactly. <laughs> Woo. Woof. Woof. So. Oof. Yeah, okay. so that was my movie experience. Nice. Okay, brilliant. So my experience brilliant. was vastly <laughs> brilliant. My experience was vastly different. I went on a Friday night mm-hmm. to see it. It was very, very packed in my theater. And again, I saw some great trailers like uh, um, the M. Night Shyamalan movie that's coming out in mm-hmm. February, which I am so excited to rip up come next year. 2023 is looking bright yes oh the other trailer the other trailer so so i can i can i can kind of say this now on the podcast but basically (laughs) my girlfriend was with me and so the first time we saw this trailer was from a different movie like we saw we're talking we're not talking about the m night Shyamalan movie no okay okay gotcha starring mr gerard butler and all this action leading up to the title reveal of the movie Plane. Plane. 
And it was so funny seeing the reaction of my girlfriend this time, seeing it for yeah. the second time in theaters. And right. then she goes, like, as it's about to get to that point where yeah. they're going to show the title card, and she goes, here it comes, here it comes. Plain. Plain. And she starts dying laughing. <laughs> ah, because, okay, so we got to talk about, like, this trend that's happening with this, these, like, B-list movies that have horrific names that no one put any effort into and that's one of the plain what are we doing what is that get no effort no effort at all zero creativity convict on a plane give me something like (laughs) i mean the premise of the movie's there so like right like at least spell it out if you're gonna do or at least it, it seems like they were uh it was like a hostile takeover of the plane passengers yeah it could be like hostile like i wouldn't even mind just an adjective (laughs) but or yeah yeah but plain you're describing the vehicle that they're in it's kind of of like if you change the the name of the movie speed to bus like right 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 that's what i'm saying come on terrible terrible Terrible. no good awful okay so plain and then there was another trailer that i we talked about earlier today and that was for cocaine bear oh yes oh (laughs) yes like just completely sent me i could not contain myself in the theater watching this trailer for cocaine bear and i thought this can't possibly be real this has budget there's this fucking cgi bear high on cocaine in the, it's in the Ray trailer Liotta's final performance yes i was like oh my god it's ray Liotta. oh my god they actually had a few named actors and i was like i have to watch this movie no <laughs> doubt in my mind i have to watch cocaine oh, bear i'm gonna be watching cocaine bear oh absolutely of course, of course. Of course. so be back next year uh for cocaine bear for plane for uh, what was the M Night Shyamalan movie called? Knock at the door. Knock at the cabin. Knock at the, knock at the cabin. Oh man. Um. Anyway, so I really liked <laughs> Violent Night. Yes. And I took me all of ten minutes to realize that this movie was good, or that I at least I liked it. My expectations were on the ground. I had no idea that it was going to strike this nice balance between sincerity and absolute gore and almost. Uh, slapstick like comedy with the home alone bits and yeah. stuff and uh, you had this utterly charming everyman type of dude playing santa claus david harbour in in this movie is brilliant i thought and john oh, leguizamo yeah. had no idea john leguizamo was in this movie when no, he showed up i was I. like he's chewing up scenery oh my god he's having a ton of fun and everyone else is also like in their own ways chewing up scenery. I'd say like the central couple and their kid are not chewing up scenery. They're just the anchor points, they right? Are anchor points. They're what pulling the story together. Mm-hmm. But but overall... Cam Gigandi, Beverly D'Angelo, John Leguizamo, and David Harbour are like doing most of the heavy lifting, and it's yes, really are. it's so much fun to watch them. And um, I I think we've gone far enough before spoilers i feel like we should break for spoilers so that we can talk more in depth about some of the deaths some of the like little plot things maybe and further into david harbour's performance (laughs) santa claus and i want to talk about that intro sequence we kind of like hinted at it 
with yes. him. And so, so I want to talk about that in detail. Uh, before we do that, let's give our grades for the movie. Okay. What do yes. you give it as a grade? Probably a B. I was thinking B plus. B plus. Yeah. 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 So it's just solid. Like, and I thought, do I, when the movie ended, I thought to myself, do I need to watch Violent Night every year now for Christmas? <laughs> honestly. Pair it honestly. With Home Hart. Alone. And home, oh, oh, no, no, no. Triple it's feature. It's Die Hard. Well, how should we do it? What order? Oh, that's a good Would question. Would it be in? I feel like you kind of have to go release order. Do oh, Die so Hard, Home Die Alone, Hard, Violent Alone, Night. Violent Night, yeah, yeah. So that way, like, everything, like, kind of picks up with that Violent yeah. Night. You catch everything. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I think Sweet. it's a great triple feature yeah next episode we we got something about die hard but we'll we'll talk about that later Uh, all right so let's go ahead and let's talk spoilers for violent night right after this the greatest trick houston we have a problem i am the father i see dead people the devil ever pulled pay no attention to that man behind the curtain was convincing the world you can't handle the truth he didn't exist. Oh, what's in the box? All right, let's go ahead and talk spoilers for Violent Night, uh, yeah. the new David Harbour film where he plays Santa Claus. <laughs> so- but I didn't know it walking into the theater that David Harbour was the Santa Claus, Chris Kringle himself. So the intro sequence, he's at a bar, drunk already, completely sloshed, and in walks another Santa. Because yeah. he's already, David Harbour's already dressed as Santa. I assume he was a mall Santa. Right. Not a mall Santa. The next guy that walks in, that is a genuine elderly man, dressed as Santa Claus, is a mall Santa. And he's trying to commiserate with him like, oh, did you just get off? I just love doing this every year. This is my whatever year doing it. And I really love it. I love seeing the smile on the little kitty's faces. And David Harbour launches into this tirade about Christmas and the meaning of Christmas, what it's turned into, how the kids just want fucking video games and that all they want is gift cards. And it's like not uh, fun anymore for him. He feels like the, the message of the season is all discombobulated. And he just wants nothing to do with it anymore. And you're like, okay, fair, fair, fair. Before getting up, the other Santa pays his tab, like, oh, put his stuff on my tab. Can't say, can't wait to, can't stand to see another Santa in distress. Fine. David Harbour hands the bartender a gift, mm-hmm. says her name, yep. and says, oh, like, I got you this thing. It's whatever you wanted. And she, he, like, backs up, walks out the door. And she's like, how did he know my name? It was How for, did he know that I wanted this? His, uh, it was for her uh, so, grandson. Grandson. How did he know and all this stuff? How do you know my name? How do you know my, what my grandson wanted and all this stuff? She's like, wait, he just walked out onto the roof. That stairwell only leads to roof access. So she goes up to try and get the dude. Santa's already airborne. Yep. And that's when I realize, oh, oh my God, he's the real Santa Claus. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, they actually had David Harbour playing Santa Claus. And the the movie got infinitely better. Yes, it did. I was like, yes, we have a mean as fuck Santa. And it's David Harbour. And... Just when you think you see the woman on the roof, like the joy and awe and awe yeah. and Santa Claus just pukes all over her on her. Yeah. 
It's disgusting. Oh, it's awful. That's what we mean by the tone of the movie is constantly shifting and is teetering on this line because you have the audience is kind of if they did their job right, like they did landed for me. Yeah. The twist landed for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, it did. I felt the same way as the lady where I was like, oh, my God, it's Santa. And he's flying up with the, with the reindeer and stuff. And then you have this, like, gross body humor. He vomits all over this old lady. And you're, you're like, ew, that's so disgusting. And that's literally how the entire movie is. You're like, oh, my God, how wonderful. And then, ew, that's so disgusting. Yes. <laughs> or like, oh, that's really gruesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they do a lot of that. Um, were you expecting not only for it to obviously you didn't expect it to be like a Santa Claus, like true Santa Claus movie. But did you expect after that to get a Santa origin story? Pretty much. No, I did not. I was not ready for that either. I loved it. What was he a Viking? Yeah, he was like a Viking, like in a past life. Yeah. And then like, I guess like. He something happened he became santa or something yeah they and, never say how he became santa no, they don't go full like oh this is how he became santa mm-hmm. and how he got the he powers. died in 1148 and then he inherited right. the, the santa or whatever the mystical powers and whatever they never go into no. how he became santa and what i do appreciate and like about like most of the explanation is it's christmas magic i don't know yeah. how to explain it which is a great thing to just exploit in the script. Oh, yeah. Just be like, oh, yeah, it's just magic, just you know? Just hand wave it. Like, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. It's just magic. Like, I don't know how it works. And even Santa Claus, like, as, like, you know, he's, like, pulling gifts from the bag and, like, mm-hmm. the villains, like, there's so many gifts <laughs> in here. How do you do it? Yeah. It's magic. I, uh, it's magic. I have no idea. I don't know how it works. Yeah. Like, he just got thrust in there. No how-to. No onboarding. It's just... He had to figure it no out on, on the fly. And I appreciate that they just didn't even bother uh, explaining too much. I just, but I was very intrigued by the Viking backstory oh, and those yeah. little flashbacks. I was like, oh my God. So Santa was a rampaging like marauder and <laughs> he had this giant hammer that he would kill people with and he was a murderer and now he's Santa Claus. And you're just, I, I liked it. It what helped he, bridge the gap with the tone, I think. Right. What did he call the hammer? Uh, skull crusher. Skull crusher. Yes, that's what it was. Um, again, more of those <laughs> things that were funny throughout. Like when when he's talking to the little girl who believes in Santa, still believes in Santa, and he's mentioning, you know, the not people on the naughty list, they get a lump of coal. And I'm going to shove it right. And like she goes, up their asses. Uh, that That's naughty. That's a naughty word. <laughs> Can I say butthole? Uh, that's kind of close already. Yeah. How about anus? Oh, it's technically right. Okay, fine. Like yeah. those little interactions of like still trying to maintain for the little girl the mystique of Santa Claus is real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. While at the same time, he's like trying to like kill <laughs> these mercenaries. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's such a funny tone. All throughout the movie, but yeah, it's I so love the estate fun. that they yes. place this on. That's basically the Nakatomi Plaza of the movie. They are on this remote estate, giant property, tons of security, In Greenwich and armed guards, Greenwich, Connecticut. And I mean, 
Great location. Wonderful. I thought the interior was beautiful. They took, obviously, inspiration from every other Christmas movie. I think Home Alone did it the best, where the interiors were kind of like green or red, kind of like toned. Mm. And uh, a stunning mansion. I, I mean, I love home decor and I love all that crap. So when I saw the interior, interior of the house, I was like, yes. This is right up my it's alley. It's a great look. Yes, great look. What was not a great look was this evil, crazy family that lived in this house and owned all of this money. And it was just this wealthy family was just terrible. The mom was from Knives Out. No? No. Yeah. Is she? Beverly I thought, D'Angelo? I don't remember. No, and not Beverly D'Angelo. Oh. That's like the mom. I mean like the daughter, I guess. Edie Patterson. Oh, 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 oh. I don't remember. She Which is uh, the first one. She's the lady know. that dies. The housekeeper. Oh, it's her. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I remember now. Where she says like, Hugh did this. Right. That's her. And it's really her saying Hugh yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yep. I now remember. So Edie Patterson, when I saw her, I was like, oh, wow, she's coming up because now she has more more of a role, obviously. And again, chewing of scenery. She's saying things like, uh, uh, kiss me in front of my son and like stupid shit like that. Like, <laughs> uh, what do you think about so, the son? It's like the so streamer. obnoxious. Oh, my God. Oh. It was so accurate. It really was. Oh my goodness! Like they just, had, you know, if the finger was on the pulse of social media and streaming and just these like personas, and this stupid ass kid. What is his name? Bert. But his yeah. real name is Bertrude. Bertrude. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Bertrude. In honor of the grandmother Gertrude. Oh my goodness. Oh god! So many jokes. I feel like. They just made everything a joke. They Bertrude. did a very good job of like with all yeah. the jokes that they had. Mm-hmm. Very good job with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it, it was. What was the most gruesome death? Do you think? I was going to ask you that same question. Okay. Uh, most gruesome death. I think it might be. It might be the one into the wood chipper. Oh. That was a really bad one. Oh. Where he basically put the rope around both guys necks and then threw the rope into the wood chipper and it dragged them in oh that might be the worst one yeah or so there's that one or it's the one the guy that that like okay go i was gonna say the john leguizamo john leguizamo's death was that one was really bad Ooh, nasty he he his body did not survive the the punishment that it took going through the portal the chimney of uh, the chimney so yeah no that that was probably the worst one probably <laughs> yeah it was bad uh i thought the home alone death of oh, the guy of uh, the guy Ooh. that well that was the most inventive i would say yeah it was the most inventive out of all of them because yeah most of them are like him swinging the hammer or you know like maybe throwing yeah. someone off of the roof or, or the some, roof and like then that. the icicle uh impales him right. that's all really gruesome 
Or the tree topper through the eye. Oh, yeah. That one was pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. But the most inventive are the Home Alone deaths. Yeah. Uh, specifically the guy. Because it's so funny because he sees the nail. It's like. He sees it. Yeah. And he's like, if silly girl, if you're going to do it, you have to hide it. But what he doesn't see is that one of the steps on the ladder is cracked, which is going to send them flying back down and woof, mm-hmm. going through. You know, it kind of reminded me of um, uh, Hot Fuzz when <laughs> Timothy yeah. Dalton's character basically gets impaled in the mouth. Ew, yeah. Ew. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that, that same thing. So, gross. yeah, it was it was pretty gross for sure. Uh, but yeah, those were I think the most inventive death were the Home Alone ones. Um, I really enjoyed the the aspect of using as from the villain side that John Leguizamo hated Christmas because of what happened to him. So he yeah. doesn't believe in Santa Claus. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't want Christmas anymore. And so, but I do like He's him done using with the it. trope of like all of his henchmen are Christmas themed stuff. <laughs> like like I said yeah. frosty and gingerbread and all these different ones um I quite like the scene which that one? they finally capture uh Santa and he's facing off against the three bad guys including John Leguizamo who's trying to get him to say who he's working for why he's there whatever else yep and he says what's your name and tries to get his identity and he gives all these names for Santa in this really rumbly sort of uh, voice, like yeah. a deep timber. And I was like, uh, yes, that's what I like to hear. I like to hear an acknowledgement of all of these wonderful names for Santa Claus. And it was really impactful. <laughs> like in the moment, I was like, oh, my God, I got chills. Yeah, because he's like uh, Papa Noel and all. Mm-hmm. Like he's like going through all the names. Yeah. And yeah, finally, with correct pronunciation and everything. Yes. And then he finally says, I'm Santa Claus. I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> and of course, not like, not like we did believe. right now, but no, 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 of course not. We're not. Doing yeah, it. we're not doing it. But I love how the, the simple minded henchmen and the henchwoman <laughs> that are there, they're like, oh, my God, I think he really is Santa. And John Leguizamo was like, don't be ridiculous. Like he's. My trying to get the line them. that he says to her is like, <laughs> I know you're an idiot, but keep it, keep it quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I love John Lucasamo in this movie. He is really good. In this movie. It's rare that I dislike John Lucasamo. Let me be honest. That is true. But, but, uh, pleasure, pleasure to see him in this movie. Yeah. Anytime like I see him in any movie, like I, I like perk up. I was like, Hey, John Leguizamo. Like, yeah, I I really enjoy it. And it was really a surprise him being in this movie to me. Mm -hmm. I didn't read anything about this movie going in. Mm -hmm. So except for, again, that trailer that I saw, that's the only thing that I knew about this movie going in. So it caught, you know, it was surprise with everything. Um, Speaking on characters, like the characters that obviously the movie centers around these characters, but it doesn't really matter, is like the core family, Mm -hmm. Uh, the mother, the father and the daughter. The daughter gets a little more play because she interacts with Santa Claus the most. Mm -hmm. But like those two, like it could be anyone 
in those roles. It doesn't really matter. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, you yeah, don't no. really get much from those characters at all. But I do appreciate that it was an interracial couple and they had a mm-hmm. little mixed baby and she mm-hmm. was really cute. And um, I mean, she plays a pretty big role because she's the Home Alone kid in yep. the attic. Yep. She and plays a big role. she single handedly restores Santa's faith in Christmas and she's like a ray of light for him and he really. Um, connects with her so it's cute but question when did you find out there was no santa in real life in real life for me i think i was i think i was like six okay i think i was five or six as well because i remember being dropped off for a kindergarten Mm -hmm. and i could i think i just confirmed with my dad i was like there's no santa right and he's like no and it was kind of like a somber moment but Five or six years old. This girl is eight in my in my yeah. calculation. She's eight years old. Just based on everything, yeah. Rather old and to be finding she, out just then. Yeah, I know. Just that there's out. no Santa. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I, I told you that I think it was my s- brother or it was myself who ruined or mentioned to someone that there was no Santa Claus. It's someone oh, that we God. know who has kids uh, down in South Florida. Oh, and no. Apparently, they had not told her that there's no Santa Claus. <gasps> so, like, then she, like, looked at her parents like, what? And then they had to be like, no, he's just kidding. You're the devil. I didn't how say How could you say that? Okay, but Miguel. how could Miguel say that in front of a child and not think, think anything knew. of it? Oh I don't God. think he knew. I don't think he well, how, knew. Well, how that, old was the kid at the time? Uh, The kid, I think, was like seven or eight. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. See, I think. If I'm calculating it right, I think Ooh. like maybe around that age. Damn. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, I remember we, we've had our own stint of like people <laughs> we knew who got Santa Claus ruined for them. Uh, Yeah. So. Okay, so, yeah, the scene that you talked about where they're in the fireplace, they have Santa Claus captured is probably the best scene of the movie, I think. Um, the most creative death, the ha- the Home Alone death to the dude with all the nails and oof. The mm. bowling ball falls on this nail that he's got holding up. Yo, and it's in front telegraphed of because he's, oh, yeah. the way he's holding it and looking up. I was like, yeah. oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And finally it happens. I honestly feel like the movie did some sort of justice to Home Alone because wasn't there like a study done or someone tried to reenact some of these things that they do in Home Alone and they'd be like, no, they should have just died. They should have died with the with the types of falls, the types of hits that they take. Burning, like he burns them and sets them on fire. It should have been homicide. It, it's homicide, really. Yeah. Like, the kid was a murderer. And in this case, I love that they kind of make it a joke and follow through because they do die. Obviously, Santa helps in the end to kill them. Right. Or to kill the lady. The lady. Um, But it, it's ac- I feel like that's more accurate. Mm-hmm. To, all these hijinks lead to death. And, at, you know, Merv and whatever his name is... <laughs> deserve a little credit because they survived they survived it all yeah yeah they do uh i do want to ask if do you think that this movie is going to get a sequel yes i feel like it is right 100 it's gonna, because we never see mrs, mrs. claus 
who do you think who would you I, cast for mrs claus i was kind of thinking like who is going to be mrs claus yes because they, i thought too they, they would show her it, and i thought she was gonna yeah. come out I me thought, too i thought they were gonna do it but then they 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 you know, they have her like write him a note and like thought you might need this. And she gives him the authentic skull crasher yeah. crusher that he had at home that he left at home or something, because home. obviously he doesn't need it when he's out on Christmas Eve. My my ideal situation, I, I don't have like an actress in my head, but the ideal oh. situation is someone that he met on the battlefield in some way, shape. or Oh, form. yeah. Another Viking. The same, yeah. They're like Viking. Both of them were like Vikings. Yeah. That they've been married for like a thousand years or right. something. So it would need to be some a woman who's a little rugged, you know, somewhat a little rugged or okay. you know, just can give off like that they were like a powerful force, you know, physically. I want it to be Mrs. Incredible. What's her name? Uh Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Is she too old for a David Harbour? Um, I mean in Hollywood no one's ever too old for anyone. True. True. There's always there's always but I can see Holly Hunter fucking up on the battlefield in I mean, 1150 or something. That's an interesting one. Uh, yeah, but. I and feel, she's got a great voice and stuff. Yeah, she you know. does. She really does. Um, yeah, so that's not a bad choice uh, to have as Mrs. Claus. What if it's something like, hmm, like Halle Berry or something? Uh, maybe. Like just something completely unexpected. Uh, I. Maybe Halle Berry. I, for some reason, I don't know why I thought of her. Maybe because she's done physical roles in the past, but like Charlize Theron. Charlize. As Mrs. Claus. I love Charlize as Mrs. Claus. Not a bad idea, right? Holy shit. Yeah, no, not a bad idea at all. Yeah. It would fit into that stereotype of like a uh, <laughs> chubby guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, super hot wife like type it, of thing it's yeah it's the forgetting sarah marshall yeah. jet apatow of it uh, all king of just queens, like, yeah like all that. yeah you get the tubby guy and like the perfect woman yeah. so yeah it would fit into that cliche <laughs> <laughs> so. at least they put a bunch of really cool tattoos all over david harbour yeah i was so when he reveals that so like he takes yeah he off takes his off jacket, his stuff he's like yeah. stitching himself and like he's got all these tattoos and i turn and I was like, "Did was he like in a Russian jail or something? <laughs> like, what is going on here?" And right. then like they show that quick flash of him with the Viking helmet. I was, and like, I was like, "Yes, yo, are we gonna get an origin story <laughs> for uh, Santa Claus?" <laughs> I know for Santa Claus. I wish for they would have just a tad bit more. Just a tad bit more. They left us it. wanting more. Yeah. I can see us doing a sequel where we got a Mrs. Claus entering the chat. And we also have a bunch more flashback. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's them like work another like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith type where they have to get to fight together to bond together again. Because obviously because that was part of the of, issue. Yeah. They were on the outs in this movie. He was like, oh, no, things don't work out sometimes. And I love her still. And he was still wearing his wedding ring. It seemed like they were going through a little rough patch in their marriage, which is great to resolve in a sequel. Yes, it is. I, I, I totally agree. And this is a sequel that I am on board for. Me too. Like, yeah. I never say I want a sequel. But I can, if it's on this level and you add a Mrs. Claus to it, oh, forget it. Yes. Forget it. I'm all forget in. Forget it. Um, I mean, they're already working on a sequel for nobody. 
with Bob Odenkirk. So why oh, not? True. Why not get a sequel for this? You know, I think I think you can, and I think it would yeah. be successful. I think once this movie or Connie 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 uh, Britton Britton for Mrs. Claus, you, Connie Britton, Coach Taylor's wife, Connie Britton. I said what I said. Wow, I that's a good pull. Not come up with that. Wow, Connie Britton. I can see it. She's fabulous. Oh yeah, she, she's a she's, she's um, a proper uh, age too compared yeah, she, to oh, David Harbour. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I could totally. Well, I could see her being Mrs. Claus, but if we're thinking about the physical, I've never seen her do any type of physical work. Um, well, that's Connie because Brady. she was never on the field in Friday Night Lights. No, but <laughs> she never did suit up, did she? No, she never did Gosh. Oklahoma drills or. Sp- or sprints no i i I, I, okay (laughs) stupid football okay i i agree we're on the same page sequel good idea but they gotta do it right i mean come on yeah they gotta do it right they need to they need to get the right person in there um and yeah they gotta make it where because they put that thread in of like they're on the outs, yeah. Finding a way to get them back together, you right? Know? What that would was, you name the, the sequel? Way. Um. Okay, so the first one was Violent Night, a play yeah. on Silent Night, right? Mm-hmm. So my my feeling is that they'll go with something very close to that, like they'll go another like, pun, another pun, but they have to be like. Like Violent Night Two, and then there's the subtitle. Okay. Like, um, like Violent Night Two, Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah, like they'll do something like, like that. Something, yeah. Um, or it'll be like Violent Night, and then the subtitle is Holy Night, like holes. <laughs> Holy yes. Night. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, for all the gun wounds and all that, like that could be one. Um. But it's got to be a play on some type of song. Or it could be something even like a, almost like a prequel or something mm. where it's like Violent Night, Skull Crusher Chronicles or something. The Skull like, Crusher Chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just form an entire movie universe. Yeah. The Skull Crusher Chronicles. <laughs> I can see it being like a mini series on Netflix or uh, Amazon Prime or something like that. There's an Two. entire world. Like the sequel could be a world that yeah. you just like, yeah. Oh my goodness. I can't believe we're building out the Violet Night universe. And then the YouTube shorts that they do. Oh God. Uh, would be about the reindeer. Like the reindeer would go on like little adventures little and stuff adventures. since they're sentient. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And they're like, they take a crap every, everywhere they go. Right. Like in their off time, what are they doing? Yeah. And it could be like, well, they're in Canada terrorizing like a little neighborhood or we something. We need to see Santa's workshop. Sa- see, Santa's workshop. Got to have some elves. Where's yeah. Rudolph? Will Rudolph come back yeah. into the pic Where because he mentions Rudolph? Rudolph? <laughs> he does. Yeah. He does. It's like mention- Rudolph wouldn't do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We're having too much fun here we talking are. about we, the sequels and the spinoffs and shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. But I, I think uh, 
in as far as the movie goes, I think we're pretty much done on on talking about oh, yeah, the movie yeah, itself. I think, think uh, we're done. If you have seen the movie and enjoyed it, let us know on social media. We're on all of them: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Always Critic Pod. If you are just listening for the first time, thank you for listening to us, giving us a shot. Hope you enjoyed yourself. And if you want to listen to more, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, many more. And if you do like us, go ahead and give us that review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars because uh, four stars doesn't really do it for us, really. Mm -mm, mm -mm. And then finally, if you've been with us for the long haul, uh, go ahead and become a patron. At this point, you know, for as little as two dollars a month, it's it's a great way for you to get involved with and sh- show support for the show. So check out the page on patreon.com slash always critic pod next week. Next week, our episode, we are doing a special Christmas episode. That's right. Uh, so just in case you didn't get enough Christmas uh, next week, the title of the episode and we're just going to leave you with this. <laughs> Is it a Christmas movie? Mm-hmm. And we're going to be discussing and debating some very popular movies and whether or not they are indeed Christmas movies. That's right. That is right. So we'll leave you with that tease. And that has been our episode. I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this has been the Always a Critic podcast. Always a Critic podcast.